And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. My name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Tonight is Thursday, September 21st, 2023. Uh, With me, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take tonight has to do with the San Diego Padres. Uh, the San Diego Padres. So the New York Times owns the Athletic. And I was looking through the New York Times and I saw this headline from the Athletic that was how an MLB team's toxic culture, toxic in quotes, led to institutional failure, institutional failure in quotes. And it's all about how, you know, the Padres went to the championship series, the NLCS last year. Uh, spent a lot of money this offseason, and they're terrible. Right. They're just terrible this year. Um, and so I read this article, and it was all about how the kind of culture at the top is not very good, um, and it's not conducive to team atmosphere, and it trickles down into the clubhouse, and the clubhouse culture is not great, blah, blah, blah. But so, and here's my hot take coming into this, mm-hmm. is the athletic has it all wrong. We talked about this on this podcast, loyal listeners of the podcast will remember, years ago. It has nothing to do with the toxic culture of the front office, w- whether or not that is actual case. It has to do with, with the fact that when the players move to San Diego, they start braiding puka shell hemp necklaces having bonfires on the beach and surfing all day long. And so they stop They stop being good at baseball. That's just what happens in San Diego. Right. Yeah. Great hot take. Yeah. It's not even a yeah. hot take. It's a, we were right all along. Right. I, hot take. We know more than the athletic. <laughs> not so hot a take. <laughs> 100%. Why did the Padres suck so bad? I wasn't even following them. Because they signed Sander Bogarts for like $300 million, and then he started braiding hemp necklaces and surfing on the beach at night. Right, and Tatis missed a big chunk of the season, and everybody, if I recall correctly, was really pissed at him when he wasn't there. Because he was a juicer? Yeah. Uh, how long? How much of the season did he miss? I don't remember that. I thought he missed it. I, I have no idea. I don't follow the San Diego Padres. You know, I'm a White Sox fan, and this has been a pretty miserable season for White Sox fans. But the two MLB organizations I do not envy you at all are the Mets and the Padres. I feel like Mets fans and Padre fans ought to be equally as miserable or perhaps even more miserable in 2023 than Chicago White Sox fans. I feel like Tatis has played the whole season. Has he played the whole season? He's had 542 at-bats. That sounds like a full season to me, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He's having a decent year. 25 home runs, 28 stolen bases, 260 average. Interesting. So what are the Padres going to do? Did they fire anyone in their front office? Are they going to do an overhaul? No, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, they did make it to the championship series last year. Uh-huh. Um, and then, but now they suck. So I'm I mean, not sure. They're 75 and 78. So they suck relatively. They Don't right. they have the hugest payrolls? Second or third in Major League Baseball? Third, I believe, yeah. I mean, that kind of payroll, being under 500, that's not great. Right. It's interesting, and a lot of it looks like bad luck. The run differentiation for the season is plus 82. And then the the top half of the league as a team in all major statistics, except for batting average. They're 21st in the league at T batting average with a 242. 
The staff ERA is 3.87. That's pretty good. Yeah. The on-base percentage is 328. That's eighth in the league. The whip is 14th in the league. So that's interesting. I wonder how much of it is just bad luck. Ooh, Matt Carpenter's had a bad season for them, hitting 176. Oh, Matt Carpenter's the guy I was trying to remember on Immaculate Grid the other day. Oh. Uh, Manny Machado hasn't had a great season, but not bad. 248 with 28 home runs. Xander Bogarts has been good for them. 283 with 19 home runs. And Juan Soto's 267 with 32 home runs. This is weird. I wonder why they're so bad. Hmm. Uh, you Darvish has been bad. That's interesting. Yeah, but Blake Snell's having a career year. Right. I don't know. That's really interesting. I think the only answer is exactly. Oh, you know what? The other thing, though, is that they had Gary Sanchez on their team this year. And yeah. Lumpy. Yeah. That's what it was. He brought the the curse of Lumpy Sanchez with him. There's your answer. They got G-Man Choi, too. He's played 10 games for them. Hmm. An interesting team. So, yeah. Well, fuck the San Diego Padres, but... Eric Hosmer, man, that guy knew what was up. Just take the huge contract, go out to San Diego, and relax on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's, I mean, that's just the move, right? Yeah, I think that's the move. I think if I were an MLB player, that's what I'd do. You just got to get that one or two good seasons, go into a contract year, and then trick the Padres into giving you $300 million. Basically, right. early retirement. Right, exactly. Learn gotcha. learn how to surf. And then go learn how to surf. Take ayahuasca, maybe. Probably. Yeah. Peyote. Peyote. Like every, every day. <laughs> um, when, what's his name? God, you know, our favorite pitcher for the pitch, Doc Ellis. He was in L.A., I think, when he pitched that no-hitter. Now I got to look that up uh, real quick, and then I'll give you a hot take. Um, yeah, that's funny. Well, let's come back to this, because we got to talk uh, Major League. Yeah, yes, Joel, my brain is broken. We got to talk Major League playoff runs um, later this at block. Oh, block. Thank you. Pitched a no hitter on LSD against who? Who was he playing against? It might have been the party. Well, he was in San Diego or San Francisco, wasn't he? He was in California. I thought he was in San Francisco because he like no, landed. Yeah, in no, 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 no. Doc Ellis no hit the San Diego Padres. Oh, cool. So he that's there we go. It it fits. And I mean that was LSD. You can take LSD wherever, but he might have woke up in San Francisco. <laughs> no, Ellis flew from LA to San Diego at 3 p.m. That's right. After the pirates flew to San Diego on Thursday, June 11th, Ellis visited a friend in LA and used LSD quote two or three times, thinking it was still Thursday. He took a hit of LSD on noon at, on Friday at noon, and his friend girlfriend reminded him that he had to pitch at six. <laughs> That's the best story ever. He took a hit of LSD at noon, and then your friend girlfriend's like, "Aren't you pitching tonight?" Uh, yep. Oh, shit. Yeah, I bet that they were watching that game while also tripping and just thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. My name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Um, I've got a college football hot take. The college football season is up and going this is week four when conference play actually starts. There are six matchups. 
featuring two top 25 teams, including on Saturday night, you've got number 14, Oregon State, playing at number 21, Washington State, both teams undefeated. And my hot take is that the winner of this game should declare themselves Pac-12 champions for the season, no matter what else happens. And here's why. Oregon State and Washington State are currently the only two football programs still stuck in the collapsing Pac-12. Every other team has announced plans to abandon the conference for a different conference starting next season. So I think Washington State and Oregon State should just say, fuck you guys. You guys are leaving anyway. This game is the de facto championship of, let's call it, the Pac-2 conference. Pac-2, I like it. Pac-2. So what are they going to do, though? I mean, the conference is dissolved, right? I mean, it... I'm not dissolved officially, but it can't be maintained. They, Washington State and Oregon State, are in discussions with other teams and other conferences. Either, either Washington State and Oregon State are going to join another conference, most likely the Mountain West, or they're going to do some kind of... Um, marriage between what's legally the Pac-12 conference and the Mountain West. So all the Mountain West schools will join Oregon State and Washington State, and they'll make basically a new conference and call it the the Pacific Coast Conference or the, you know, the, the new Pac-12. The new Pac-12 or something like that, you know, based on, I don't know what, like licensing and copyright laws they are um, of the ten current members of the Pac twelve, Oregon State and Washington State are the two remaining members and have expressed interest in trying to rebuild the conference. Oregon State President Dr. Jayathi Murthy said the two schools have had very constructive conversations with Mountain West Commissioner Gloria Navarez and that there's mutual interest from both sides on some sort of partnership. They are also, basically, they're suing the Pac-12 to get access to the conference finances to see what's, like, fiscally feasible. Reasonable. Yeah, moving forward. So, yeah, I think, basically, they would want to keep the Pac-12 name if they legally could. Um, and then so why why doesn't the Mountain West division just be like hell no we're not joining your conference your conference of two it doesn't exist well I think what the Mountain West would want to do if it's legally possible is that they everything stays the same they just change their name to the Pac-12 and they would get all the Pac-12's money that's that's what it is is that the Pac-12 Get way more uh, cash than the Mountain West post school, and is that because of TV? Yeah, because they they have the Rose Bowl. No, they are not going to have the Rose Bowl after this. The Rose Bowl is going to do everything they can to say, "Peace, we're out." Right, we're not doing the Pac-12 anymore. Right, they thanks, and, but no thanks. No thanks. And because also the playoff is going to expand, I think starting next year, maybe the year after that. And so the Rose Bowl is actually going to become more part of the um, playoff. Maybe it will become, it's still unclear what's going to happen, but it'll probably become like a permanent semifinal for the playoff or something like that. Huh? How do you feel about that? I mean, it sucks, but it was kind of inevitable um, based on what was happening. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'd be more upset about it if it weren't happening because the Pac-12 was so damn stupid. 
the Pac-12 thought everything was fine, didn't know that those schools, especially USC and UCLA, were secretly negotiating with other conferences to leave. And they got fucked over by ESPN and by Fox and couldn't negotiate a good contract. So at the last minute, the thing that basically caused the total collapse of the conference this last summer was the only TV deal that the conference was able to get was through Apple TV. Ooh. Yeah. None of the networks were willing to give them like a guaranteed contract. And the Apple TV contract was about one third the value of what Fox gave the Big Ten, which is the Midwest Conference, and what ESPN gave the SEC, the Southern Conference. So, you know, Ohio State will be making about $60 million a year in TV revenue compared to about $20 million that USC or Oregon was going to make. Ooh. Yeah. So that's why USC and UCLA <sighs> shit. Right. And no one cares about the students, of course. So, no, nobody cares about the students. And there's this really interesting op-ed that was actually in the Times today written by a University of Michigan re- a member of the Board of Regents, uh-huh. really trashing what's happening in college football, which I'm like kind of ironic because I'm like, well, you're doing it. Jordan, Ack- Jordan Acker, elected regent of the University of Michigan. Uh, but Jordan Acker's whole point is this fucks over every student, not, you know, okay, sure, we have kind of accepted that college football players aren't real students, right? They're basically just semi-professional players. I'm not even sure they're real people. Right. But what happens with your volleyball players or your lacrosse players? Oh, we were talking about that on the podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely. Other people have talked about this also. Yeah, but we were first. We were first. So Jordan Acker's argument, which I think I mostly agree with and I've read elsewhere, is that football basically needs to be separated from all the other sports. So you can, okay, fine, you'll have these super conferences. You know, basically the Big Ten becomes the NFC and the SEC becomes the AFC, but that's football only. And everybody else plays, like, regionally, right? So the Pac-12 in this model would still exist for all your sports except for football and maybe basketball. But, you know, for, I don't know, what what's another, not, you know, softball and field hockey and... Lacrosse. Lacrosse. You'd still play it the traditional amateur way. Um, which makes sense. Um, Here's a a paragraph from this op-ed in the Times. College football teams get chartered planes in nice hotels, but for Olympic sports like field hockey, track and field, and crew, oh my God, of course, crew, which most athletes play, flying commercial is the norm. For a University of Michigan team to travel to a game at the University of Oregon, for example, requires over seven and a half, seven and a half hours of travel on Delta Airlines with a layover in Salt Lake City or Seattle. That's longer than a flight from Detroit to London. As part of the Big Ten Conference, a Rutgers volleyball player might fly more than 2,800 miles to compete in a game at the University of Washington on a Tuesday before returning for a Wednesday morning exam. Calling this amateur or college athletics is simply laughable. Many student athletes rarely have the chance to step foot in a classroom, attending their classes online, and taking proctored exams in hotel ballrooms near the game site. So, like, it would make it miserable to be in any college athlete except, really, football. 
Right. Although I got to say, Delta is like, it's not like they're flying Southwest. Right. No, but I'm sure like the universe. It's not like Spirit Air, you know? Yeah. Illinois would probably have to fly Southwest. And then, like, <laughs> who would fly? Be, that would suck. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, and, you know, the Mountain West, you know, that's Boise State, Fresno State, Hawaii, San Diego State, Nevada, New Mexico, Wyoming. So, Oregon Did State. Did you just say Hawaii? Yeah, Hawaii. That's, that's Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. Sorry. I thought, yeah, I thought you didn't know that they had a football team. Hawaii, sorry. Anyway, they're in that conference also. They used to be really good, but they're not. They're good. in the Mountain West Conference? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. of the volcanoes? <laughs> they're like, no, they're mountains. They're also mountains. Yeah. The tallest mountain in the United States from base to top is in Hawaii. Uh, who else? UNLV, Colorado State. Uh, anyway, that's probably what's going to happen. So it's all shitty. But uh, go Oregon State. I like them. Um, I want to give a shout out to our listeners from last week. I apologize for fucking up the recording and having to break it up into two different episodes. But thanks, everybody who listened to. Shout out to our listeners. Baltimore, Maryland, San Jose, California, Providence, Rhode Island, Washington, D.C., Muhammad, Illinois, Ashburn, Virginia, Barcelona, Spain, Hong Kong, China, Prague, the Czech Republic, Sacramento, California, South Burlington, Vermont, a new listener in Kabarovsk, Russia. So please stop waging war, I guess. That'd be yeah, it's definitely Putin. That's definitely Putin stuck in his bunker listening to a podcast. Yeah. A podcast. Whatever. Putin's bunker is probably pretty nice. Uh, yeah, I bet you're right. I bet it's got gold toilets and all that fucking. Yeah. This is not like, this is not like prepper in the hills of Iowa bunk, <laughs> like bunker. Yeah, that's a good point. He definitely has his body double going around doing all of his press, you know, conferences and things like that. You think? Yeah, or clone. I could see him having, like, Star Wars style, like, all of his clones in those uh, tubes of amniotic fluid. (laughs) Yeah, I would buy it. Yeah, if anybody's doing that, Putin is doing that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, somebody's doing it yeah uh continue uh listening to us following us on social media applications um at ump dump 2005 on twitter dump on the ump on everything else including tiktok instagram facebook threads sam have you checked threads no but i'm on reddit oh you're on reddit as dump on the ump yeah i'm very unpopular very unpopular do you ever post on Reddit? No, I but I comment on a lot of stuff. Okay, cool. cool. Very unpopular. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You got to make people mad. That's how you get the clicks. Well, n- no, that's actually not true in oh, Reddit. It's the opposite. Which is why which is why you get that online um echo chamber effect thing is because you can like upvote or downvote and like the more it's called karma, the more karma you have, the more people see your things that you post, you know? Right. So you try to just say things that everybody already agrees with. Right, exactly. Because then they'll up click you. But I have like massively negative karma. Oh I say me, we do. You and I. Yeah. (laughs) So um I so we're pretty I a blue sky account this week. 
Um, so you can also find us on Blue Sky at Dump on the Ump. Um, because that's the Twitter clone that the Jack Dorsey, the old owner of Twitter, started. Right. Um, and I got us an invite to it because it's invite only. And um, that's cool. How is it? You like it? It's it's Twitter, but not as many people. Um, and we've already got 14 followers, so that's cool. Um, that's cool. I haven't posted yet on it. Oh, one more thing. Yeah, I'm going to say this now. This is kind of a C, uh, a C block content, but I'm going to push ahead with it. Um, for the last couple of weeks, I've been doing a March Madness style tournament of just different states on Twitter to see which state is the most uh, popular. So I. Okay. It's called that. X. Sure. <laughs> I'm not not calling it X. I'm not only when it does something stupid do I call it X. Yeah, so, you should you should call it X because then when you say I'm having a round robin style tournament for states on X, it sounds like you're doing drugs in the nineties, you know? Like you're doing ecstasy, but it's 1998. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I do. That's a good point. Okay. Because <laughs> before people called it E, they called it X. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Vermont. And then, you know, that was Elon Musk's heyday, I assume, which is why what? he's so obsessed with it. Have you seen the pictures of him from like 1998 before he got rich and got hair plugs? Wasn't he born rich? Yeah, but not rich like he is now, Rich. Mm-hmm. He, his dad owned Embro Mines in South in apartheid South Africa. Um, anyway, he had a great early onset uh, male male pattern baldness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he's like wearing a like a turtle collared uh, long sleeve shirt and selling computers. Like the big boxy computers. Thick. Anyway, vote on my poll. Um, in round two, Vermont is going up against Alaska. I thought you'd be as as what? Well, they both won big upsets in round one. Vermont beat Tennessee, so it's four. I I rank the states based only on population. So number okay. 49, Vermont, beat number 16, Tennessee. And number. And what's the vote? Like, which state is cooler? I just, I don't even say that. I just say which state, 16, Tennessee, or 49, Vermont, and what people vote, however they feel like voting. And mm-hmm. usually then I start telling stories if I've ever been to that state. I start telling stories about the last time I was there. And what happened to me? Have you ever been to Tennessee? I've never been to Tennessee. I've been there a bunch. Yeah. That's where Michelle's from. And yeah, that's what made me think about it. I really want to go to Memphis for some reason. Yeah, I used to live there. That's right. You did used to live there. I forgot about that. Um, I want to go to a, my buddy is a big, my work buddy is a big uh, NBA guy. And he's like, we should do a road trip down to Memphis and go to a Memphis Grizzlies game. See the Grizz. Yeah, I think that would be. Awesome. They call them the Grizz down there. Okay, good. Go Grizz. Go oh, Grizz. I like that. Yeah, I think I could get really into that. Anyway, if you follow me on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Vote on this poll. We're almost done with round one. Then we're starting round two. Um, the other thing that's almost done is the Major League Baseball season, Sam. Yeah, that's true. Ten days left. Uh, both of our teams have been mathematically eliminated from right postseason contention. And surprising Mike, nobody. Surprising nobody. Uh, but a frequent appeal on the show, Thomas, his Seattle Mariners are still in it. Um, yeah, he must be just so miserable right now. I bet you he is. He's probably whacked with. <laughs> 
<clears throat> talking That's about good. you know talk about male pattern baldness he's probably his hair is probably <laughs> falling out like <laughs> like every time he takes a shower the drain is just clogged <laughs> <laughs> not for male pattern baldness just from stress yes yeah uh going <laughs> in the al west the Astros are in first place at 85 and 68. The Seattle Mariners are in second place at 84 and 68. And the Texas Rangers are in third place, but tied in Seattle, also at 84 and 68. And then if you look at the wild card, you have to add the Toronto Blue Jays, who are also at 85 and 68. So of those four teams, Houston, Toronto, Seattle, and Texas, a half game separates all of them. One of them is going to be left out. They are playing a dangerous game of musical chairs. Sam, a couple of weeks ago, you called one of your hot takes was the Texas Rangers are going to miss the playoffs. Since then, they right. if, the, if the playoffs started right now, they'd be on the outside looking in. Do you care? I really, I just so badly want that to happen. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you care to double down on that prediction? Yeah, I'm still feeling that way. Um, But that prediction's looking a little bit less outlandish now. When I first made that prediction, they were in first place and had been in first place for almost the entire season. The entire season, yeah. Yeah. Um, But the Red Sox didn't do any favors for my my take on that because they like got swept by them just barely. Or no. Uh, they took one of three, I believe. Oh, the White Sox are at Fenway this weekend. I know. It's gonna be sweet. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> um of those playoff teams, okay, this weekend the Blue Jays are at Tampa. The Mariners play the Rangers in Texas. Oh, and Houston gets to play at home against Kansas City. That's too bad. Uh, so you think Thomas is stressed now. He's going to be really stressed with the series at Texas this weekend, starting tomorrow, Friday night. I'll tell you something about the Texas Rangers. Yeah. They can score runs. Like, that is a... You know, the Red Sox pitching is bad, but it was like, a, you know, I would be at work following the game loosely on my phone and the Red Sox would be up like three to one. Uh-huh. And then 10 minutes later, I'd look at my phone and it would be 10 to three, Texas. Like, they, they that team has the ability to put some runs together in a hurry. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're not bad. They've got Semyon, they've got Garcia, they've got a bunch of guys who can just smash the baseball. And, and I think that they're number two in the whole... I gotta look this up. What? I think they're either number one or number two in runs scored in all yeah. of baseball. And and maybe other... Atlanta's probably better than them, but after that, I think it is Texas. Atlanta has been setting all sorts of records for the most proficient offense of all time. 841 runs scored for the Rangers and 890 for the Braves. Uh, 851 for the Dodgers. The Dodgers are good. Yeah. Of course the Dodgers are good. Like, isn't it weird that, like, kind of on a quote-unquote down year for the Dodgers, it turns out that they're still really, really good. Maybe the best team in baseball. Well, uh, Atlanta is the best team in baseball right now, but the Dodgers are really, really good. Uh, Let me check out some, how many home runs have, yeah, 215 home runs. 841 runs, third in Major League Baseball. Yep, Texas. Texas is good. Semyon, I just get mad because I wish Marcus Semyon had gone to the White Sox. I think it was really stupid of them to not sign him. Oh, and they got Shozu and Yavaldi and DeGrom. Those guys are healthy. 
That could be interesting. Huh. Oh no, he's but Scherzer and Degrom are not. Are they done for the season? I think Scherzer may be back, but um, I think Degrom has been. To, I don't think he's pitched since like July or something. Yeah, I could be wrong. No, you ain't. Since Mo, no, since April, says he only had six starts. Really? <laughs> Guys, really got this Mets mentality still alive and well with Jacob DeGrom. Uh, yeah, like I said, one of the few teams I do not envy is the New York Mets. Um, the other, you know, the only other question in the American League is who is going to win the AL East? Both the Baltimore Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays are in it. Uh, currently, as of Thursday night, Baltimore has a one-and-a-half game lead over Tampa Bay. Orioles are 95-58. and 58. Rays are 94-60. and 60. Can Baltimore hold off Tampa Bay and win the division? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Baltimore's good. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know how long they're going to be good. But I think they're good. I mean, they're definitely good. I read this quote the other day from Buck Showalter uh, that I thought was actually kind of interesting. It said something like, in baseball, there are no Cinderella's. And he meant, like, at the end of a 162-game season, like, you don't it's, – it's not a fluke, right? You are who right. you are. Like, if you win 90 – five plus games in a season, you're good. Uh, that doesn't mean you're going to win in the playoffs, but that means you're a very good baseball team, no matter what. Right. And the Baltimore Orioles are a good baseball team. I think that that guy, Rauschman, yeah, is for real. Oh, Definitely. I wish they'd keep him. Like, that's the thing about the Orioles is they keep saying that they're too broke to re-sign any of these great players that they have right now. But right. he's good and really, like, popular with the fans because he's young and handsome and charismatic and good at baseball. Switch hitter. Switch hitter. Catcher. Everybody likes catcher. <laughs> Except for Fucking Gary Sanchez. Hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> moving over to the National League, you know, kind of similar in the sense you've got two teams already in the playoffs, the Braves and the Dodgers. Milwaukee isn't a lock yet to win the NL Central, but they've got an eight-game lead on the Cubs. So they would need an epic collapse to not win that division and clinch the NL Central title. But again, the um, wild card race is going to be interesting. You've got the Cubs currently have the third and last spot, wild card spot, at 79 and 74. They are tied with the Miami Marlins and half a game ahead of the Cincinnati Reds. So those three teams in the NL are fighting each other for the last wild card spot in that league. And the Cubs have lost seven of their last 10 games. Yeesh. Yeah. Including a five consecutive game loss. They got swept at Arizona last weekend. So I've been enjoying that. A lot of Cubs fans are also losing their hair in the shower as the Cubs <clears throat> see their playoff chances go down quickly. They're just drowning their sorrows in two Bud Lights. Yeah. <laughs> and they just lost again just a minute ago to the Pirates. Sick. Yeah. So um, they finished their season versus Colorado at Atlanta and at Milwaukee also. So that's not the easiest uh, end of the season for the Cubs. So go Cincinnati 
and go, I guess, the Miami Marlins. I guess. Well, you know, I want them in the playoffs instead of the Cubs. Right. You don't want to see Cody Bellinger get his, what's the word, redemption? Um, you know, I don't hate Cody Bellinger. I I guess really? I, yeah, I, I I don't have any strong opinions about Cody Bellinger. Even you know, though his name is Cody? Yeah, I guess so. You know, my my shtick about those Dodgers teams was that they always looked and sounded like they were like a mid nineties boy band. Right. Or like the Duke lacrosse team. Yeah, a lot like the Duke lacrosse. Well, a lot like the Duke basketball team, but yeah, or the Duke lacrosse team. Right, they all wear um, short khaki shorts and and top side of shoes, and um, pink polo shirts when they all go out together. <laughs> and then there was Justin Turner on that team also, who looks like right. He's <laughs> like somebody's cousin from out of town their sleazy producer (laughs) (laughs) he gets them all hooked up with x X. exactly (laughs) he's had a pretty good season for us if i'm being honest yeah um you were telling me okay so on our last, excuse me, on our last podcast, we talked about the Red Sox finally took your advice, fired Heimbloom. Thank God. Yeah. And then you said you were reading online rumors that they were thinking of hiring Miami Marlins GM Kim Ng. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that that is actually a true rumor. I think that that is just somebody's theory from the internet, just not. Not like a, not like a sports insider's opinion, like a, a real true internet troll sort of. Right, you read it. You're saying you read it on Reddit. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay, but do you think? I mean, I feel like she is like the Marlins of a postseason contender. They're not a division champ, but you know they're better now than they were before she got there for what it was. I understand. Well, what what's her name? Kim Ng. I may be pronouncing it wrong. Ng. Ng. Um. My understanding is that her. Let's see. Uh. What it said online, and I'm trying to fact check that now, is that her contract is up at the end of this season and they have not come to a term with an extension for her in Miami, which um, I think, you know, I think that it's not the same as a player who's like, Oh, I don't want to negotiate a contract during the season. I feel like with executives, that stuff's usually hammered out. Um, long before the contract ends so the the thinking like the conspiracy theory online was that she doesn't have a contract extension which means that her contract is going to run out which means that she's going to be looking for a job and then they have it signed an extension by now they probably aren't planning on doing it right yeah exactly and this is all speculation obviously i understand um but, you know, she's turned that team around. Right, yeah. She's confident. I saw a thing on Twitter about, on X. <laughs> you're right. I saw a thing on, while I was, while I was, here we go, no, how do I say it? While I was on X, I read yeah. about, <laughs> I read about yeah. people were making fun of the Miami Marlins, that they still can't, they're in the middle of a playoff push. And they still only get less than 10,000 fans per game to go to that game. And I still think that there's a league-wide conspiracy to undermine the Miami Marlins at every opportunity. 
Right. You know, because based on the whole Dale Kajito fiasco, when he took over the team, sold off all their best players, and basically turned them into a junk team, you know, sold them for scraps and then left. Right. Right. And so it would follow. That is the worst. That's the worst. We hate Derek Jeter so much. God. And it would, it would make sense also in that same line. And maybe it's not a conspiracy. Maybe it's just the nature of capitalism, but it still sucks. If, oh, now the Miami Marlins actually have a competent front office that is interested in building a successful team long term. And nope, they're not going to re-sign her. They're just going to let the Red Sox or, you know, I guess the Yankees wouldn't take her, but maybe the St. Louis Cardinals or somebody or the Padres, right. Nets, right? You know, give her, drive a, a truckload of money up to her house and dump it on her front yard. Eh, it's a possibility. Um, any other baseball hot takes we need to talk about that we haven't talked about? We did discuss the whole Julio Urias situation a little, excuse me, a little bit last week. Don't really need to talk about that at the moment. Uh, the White Sox suck. I that's all I got to say. Oh, I guess my one White Sox update is uh, Tim Anderson has actually played decently over August and September and turned what was going to look like a historically awful offensive season for him into just merely a bad offensive season. So, you know, there's my bright spot for the day. Has he hit any home runs yet? I think he's stuck at one for the season. Jeez, that is so bad. I know. You know, and he's not a slugger, right? He's supposed to hit between 10 and 15 home runs a season. Right, but even in this day and age, it's like you got to – hit some home runs. No one's hitting one home run. He's got to be at the very bottom of the league. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. One home run. And who else has one home run? Like, does anyone with as many at-bats as him have only one home run? Got 468 at-bats and one home run. I don't know. That, That might be some kind of record. 468 at-bats. I wonder how many plate appearances he's had. He's hitting 252, but his OPS is right at 600 because he doesn't hit home runs. Right. What's his, what's his war? It's got to be negative. I don't know. Um, it was negative for almost the entire season. Um, I'll look that up. Uh, one thing, I've got a college football thing, and then do you want to talk, or do you want to talk college football, or do you want to talk about the Newark Airport? Uh, new, wow, God. So, <laughs> Tim Anderson, war this season is negative 1.5. Oh, that's not good. No, that's bad. <laughs> If it, if I were GM, he's got there's a team option for another season for fourteen million dollars. If I'm GM, I would pick up the team option. You think so? Yeah, I would. I mean, he's thirty, so he's not going to get better, but he's probably not going to get worse. Right. Um, in his seasons before this, wow, last season he only hit six home runs. Before that, he would hit seventeen, ten. 18, 20 home runs per season. Right. And he's played, this is his eighth season in the league. He has a career war of 16.6. So he's not going to the Hall of Fame, probably. Not at this rate. Two-time All-Star. He was seventh in MVP voting in the COVID year. Um, huh. He's also a bad uh, fielder. I think. Defender. And he got a woman knocked up and she posted about it on Instagram. And it's not his wife. 
and that's not his wife, and he has a wife. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'd sign him. See what he can do next year in a contract year. And I mean, his career, um, like he's supposed to be this hit for average guy, right? You know, right. Before this year, he'd been hitting 335, 322. Wow, it's gone down each year. 335, 322, 309, 301, and then 252 this year. So this is breaking his four consecutive seasons of hitting above 300 batting average. Yeah, see what he can do. I didn't realize that he had never gotten 200 hits in a season. Less than, is that what you said, or He's never more made, than two hundred. He's never hit two hundred hits in a season. Yeah, he doesn't. He's never played a full season, really, has he? I don't know. I just know that from Immaculate Grid. Oh, okay, yeah, he only played seventy nine games last season, hundred and seventeen this season, and one hundred and twenty three games in twenty twenty one. How many uh, games did he miss after he got knocked out by? Jose Ramirez. <laughs> Three, I want to say. He got suspended. I think he got suspended <laughs> three games for that fight. That was pretty funny. That's just <laughs> a terrible season. I feel bad for that guy. Just everything going wrong for you that can fucking possibly go wrong for you. Yep. Um, all right, well, we got to... Start wrapping this up. The one thing I wanted to say about college football is that my team, the Oregon Ducks, host the Colorado Buffaloes this week in Oregon. The Buffaloes are now coached by Deion Sanders. Have you been following this news story? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't understand it, but I know that it is a story. So maybe fill me in on that. Okay, so this is uh, Coach Prime, he calls himself. His first season at Colorado. He was coaching at Jackson State, uh, which is a HBCU school. And he had been leading them. I think he led them to -to back-to-back conference championships at that level, the FCS level. And then I was really hyping it right like really making it like we're black we're proud we're loud kind of uh uh culture and Mm -hmm. that was like a big deal and they were really good and then he kind of suddenly jumps from them to the university of colorado which is currently in the pac-12 will be joining the big 12 conference next season and Colorado has been a terrible program for the last, most of the last decade. They had one really good season. Uh, but other than that, they've been pretty bad. They only won one game last season. And so uh, Deion Sanders comes in and replaces 90% of the team. He gets all new guys. He signs all these transfer players from other schools. In Colorado. In Colorado. Brings a bunch of guys with him from Jackson State. Has at least two of his sons on the team. Uh, the starting quarterback, Shadur Sanders, is his son. And I know there's another son who I think plays defense. And so it's a brand new team, brand new everything. And they What happened to the kids that were there already? Uh, bye. Yeah. Um, you can college students. Like, I bet their parents are pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so pissed. Yeah. No, I mean, this, this happens. This isn't unprecedented, but it usually doesn't happen where you do it to 90% of the team. Most of those guys would, you know, Quit, or they they probably went to other schools, smaller schools, where they could get a scholarship. So he comes out with a brand new team and wins against TCU, 
which was a big upset. TCU was the team that lost the national championship last year. Oh. And Colorado comes out and beats them. And then Colorado beats Nebraska in week two, which... No, the Huskers. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then, so last week, they played their rival, Colorado State. And this is a game that would start at 10.30 at night, Eastern time. And so, so Sam, so when you're looking at college football games, uh, the number for networks is 4 million viewers. So like that's what they that's what they're shooting for. That's what they're shooting for. And that's like Alabama versus Georgia should get between four and five million viewers on a okay. afternoon, right? Ohio State versus Michigan should get between that many. Colorado versus Colorado State at ten thirty at night on a Saturday night got nine point eight million viewers nationwide. Yeah, he had The Rock on his sideline. He had Will Wayne on his sideline. Um, he was on sixty minutes. Like it's it's like this huge celebrity uh, freakout about right. Sanders at the University of Colorado. Prime time. Prime time. Yeah, that's exactly. his nickname, right? Coach Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. It's very, very interesting. Uh, uh, so I always liked Deion Sanders. Yeah, I was, yeah. A, I was always a big two-way player guy. Right. I always thought it was super cool the people who were professional athletes in Major League Baseball and professional athletes in the NFL. And it doesn't happen anymore. That's not right. a thing. Yeah. And I think that's too bad. Yeah. Um, but Dion said there used to be a handful of them, right? Bo Jackson did it, and there were a few other ones. They were the two stars. Other people, right? Could, they were the two ones who were good at them both. Right. He actually said that. He actually was being interviewed by the ESPN, uh, what are they called? Game Day crew before the game. He was being interviewed by them, and they asked him, you know, you've played MLB, you've played NFL, you've coached at all these different levels. What's the most difficult thing you've done in your professional life? He said, right away, he said, hitting a fastball. Right. Like everything he's done in professional baseball, professional football, and coaching, the hardest thing is to hit a a major league fastball. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. So I'm I'm rooting for him. You know, it's exciting. I want. I think Oregon's going to beat him. Uh, when when do they play? In, wait, did they beat Colorado State? Yeah, they beat Colorado State in double overtime. They actually like it should have been Colorado State's like the lesser of the two Colorados, right? right. Colorado State's in the Mountain West, um, right? Yeah, they are exactly, but. And but Colorado's was, not. It was a dirty game too. There were a lot of late hits, a lot of personal fouls on both teams, uh, and uh, Colorado had to score a touchdown with a two-point conversion at the last minute to send it into overtime, and then they won in double overtime. So they're undefeated. They're undefeated. They're three and zero. Yeah. And they're not in the Mountain West. Are they in the pack? They're in the 12? pack 12, yeah. But they're and where are they going next season? They're going to the Big 12, which is like Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor. Oh. Brigham Young. And so they're, the, the Big 12 is losing Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, but instead of collapsing like the Pac-12 did, they're grabbing all these other guys to come in. So they like Arizona's joining them and Arizona State, Utah's joining them, Houston, Cincinnati, 
uh, other schools. But you guys are going where? The Big Ten? Big Ten, yeah. Gotcha. The school, the conferences will no longer make any sort of geographic sense. The University of California, Berkeley will be in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Right. So, there you go. That's crazy. So, okay, so here's the question about Deion Sanders is how long do you think he's going to be at Colorado? Like how long before he moves to the NFL? Right, or Alabama. Or Alabama. Yeah, or Georgia. Actually, I could see him get trying to get the job at Georgia if it ever opened up since he played for the Falcons and the Braves. He played for the Reds and he the Bengals. He played for the Reds. He played for the Yankees. But most of the time, he played for both of the Atlanta teams. He spent most yeah. of the time with the Braves and most of his time with the Falcons. I don't know what other NFL if he, how many NFL teams he played for. Because that was the thing. He was playing for both Atlanta teams at the same time for a while. Right. I think he did that in Cincinnati, too. Did he play for the Bengals? Oh, okay. That'd be cool. I like the Bengals. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm actually excited about this weekend in college football. There's going to be a lot of big games. Ohio State plays Notre Dame. And even though I don't care for either of those teams, that's going to be like a big deal. Alabama's already lost a game, and so has Clemson. Uh, and that's a big deal. So it's kind of wide open who could um, win uh, the championship or go to uh, the playoffs. And actually, the team that I would probably bet on is the Washington Huskies. They look like they might be one of the best teams in the country this year. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, that's crazy. Huh. Deion Sanders was not a great MLB player. He wasn't? His career OPS plus was 89. Over nine seasons, he hit 263 and 39 home runs. That's not great. What's his war? 5.5. He was a good football player. Is that was he better at football then? Six time first team all pro NFL defensive player of the year. NFL kickoff return yards leader in ninety-two. Nineteen nineties all decade team, NFL anniversary all time team, and Atlanta Falcons wing of so two time unanimous all Americans. Oh, he's the one who invented the chop, isn't he? Yeah, at uh, Florida State. Right. That's right. And then That's he not went, great. And oh, then no, he brought the chop to the Braves. He didn't the invent it. Yeah, he didn't invent right. it. He brought it to the Braves. Yeah. He didn't play for the Bengals. He played for Atlanta, Dallas, Baltimore, San Francisco, and the Washington football team. And did he win a championship with Dallas? Did he, he never won a Super Bowl. Hmm. One of his nicknames was Leon Sandcastle. Oh, fuck. How do you get the name Leon <laughs> The fuck kind of nickname is that? <laughs> yeah, he went to Florida State for college. Fifth overall draft. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's part of that show where Sam and I are both just staring at our phones, looking up stats. So that tells me it's time yeah. to go. Um, oh, Sam, before we go, though, today is September 21st. Do you know what happened on this date in 1997? I learned about no. it. No. You did a bunch of X? <laughs> me and... The Los Angeles Dodgers. We were all on eggs together. 
the first airing of Homer Simpson versus New York City was on this date in 1997. The Simpsons go to New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kraschkarov, crab juice. Yeah, yeah, Kraschkarov. <laughs> no, no, no soda, Kraschkarov. <laughs> you gotta go to that tower. All the people in this tower are jerks. Uh, I don't know. That's one of my favorite Simpsons episodes of all time. So I was very happy to learn that. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly baseball podcast. Uh, once again, follow us on all your social media applications. Twitter at UmpDump2005. Everything else, Dump on the Ump. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, um, Blue Sky, Threads, Reddit. Go downvote Sam on Reddit. Just go find all the dump on the up comments and vote them down so that we never yeah. get anyone to see what we're posting. No one will ever see it. No one will ever see it. Thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, once again, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow.